0: I can't go on. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 19th of October, 2011. For newcomers, help yourself to the audios at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. You'll find uh, lots to choose from. There's hundreds up there. But I'll try to show you a different reality that what's behind everything in the news what's behind the trends that go through society through universities too through the movements mass movements are always used for functions towards this great work that they're they're always in progress of making happen and you're living through the biggest changes that have happened for an awful long time and is turned upside down planned a long time ago of course Uh, to bring in a new world order, a new way of doing things, a new way of running a global society with the end of all sovereignty of of the nations. That's really what it's all about. A socialist run society, a society where everyone is transparent except government of course uh, because they want to make sure that you're very predictable. Everyone must be predictable and that's why you've got all these free apps etc to put all your data up and you think you're tweeting away to your friends or even know if they're robots or not because they actually have sock buckets as your friends out there, thousands and millions of them, actually. And it's all to do with you. You're awfully important to the ones at the top to make sure to see you're very predictable and any change in your predictability, and they will want to know why, what's happened to you. So help yourself to all those audios. And remember, too, you're the audience who bring me to you. You can help me go on by purchasing the books and discs at com. And remember, too, uh, it's been, times are hard all round, but certainly hard here because I don't ask for sponsorship. I've got lots and lots of offers, always have. But then I have to bring on advertisers who would give you good stories about current events and then terrify you. and and then sell you the the antidote to the terror, which is something that they're selling. Which is okay, that's a technique to to make money, that's how uh, business works, and that's how everyone has to go along, unfortunately, in this particular time. But, uh, but me, myself, I like to have a, a more leeway to look into all factions of things. So I'm doing it the suicidal way. It's up to you, if you want to keep this going, let's say, to buy the books and discs. Now, from the U.S. to Canada, go into cuttingthroughthematrix.com, and you'll see how to order. You can use personal check to Canada. You can also use an international postal money order from your post office to Canada, or you can use PayPal. And member straight donations are really welcome as well. Across the world, you can order with Western Union, MoneyGram, or again PayPal. And again, straight donations. Awfully, awfully welcome. And remember, to all the sites listed on the com site that that, uh, that I leave at the end of the night, uh, all the, all those uh, official sites I have have transcripts for prints up as well in English. And if you want them in other languages, go into EU, and it's a variety to choose from there. But we're going through, as I say, the biggest changes because it's planned a long time ago. We forget, and most folk live in their own time. We live in our own time. We're taught to live in our own time. The, the break with the past is something that we is, is very effective we we can't really look at the past or imagine how folk lived etc even recently uh, youngsters can't do that so they're the first ones to have the new indoctrination every two or three years they're more radicalised into sustainability the greening agenda uh, and what their masters want them to believe they've seen all the, the emotionally uh, loaded uh, documentaries through universities which imprint in the brain and of course They don't know, they don't realize that uh, half of every other story is missing from their indoctrination, and that's how you you radicalize people uh, or produce good citizens, depending on the point of view of the indoctrinators, but it's been done for an awful long time. It's a perfect system. And Beria talked about it uh, in the Soviet Union uh, back in the 1930s. He said we can radically alter the society every three to four years now. It used to take a generation, about 70 years. Back with more after this break. I'm back, cutting through the matrix, and I tend to try and document what's happening in the world and give you another side to to the story, or other sides, in fact, because there's many, many uh, facets to it, everything that's, that's given to you as news today. There's always a purpose for it, and it's not just to describe what's actually happening, it's to shape minds. Everything's about shaping the minds, and this article leads off about shaping the mind because... Uh, it starts off with Mark Twain. For those who, yes, who can still read and have read a few books, it says Mark Twain once tried to distinguish between a storyteller's art and tales that a machine could generate. He observed that stringing incongruities and absurdities together in a wandering and sometimes purposeless way and seem innocently unaware that they are absurdities was a province of the American storyteller. A machine might imitate simple formulas behind yarns, but never quite master them. Now, the Pentagon's freewheeling research arm, DARPA, is hoping to prove Twain wrong. So DARPA asking scientists to take narratives and make them quantitatively analyzable in a rigorous, transparent, and repeatable fashion. The idea is to detect terrorists who have been indoctrinated by propaganda. And then the Pentagon can respond with some messages of its own. It's quite fascinating, really, because it 's like the ket, the kettle calling the pot black, really, because I mean what they 're trying to see is if their own propaganda and all the propaganda you 've had through indoctrination through education and, and through media your whole life has worked on you all, all, all information is for a reason it 's not to enlighten you and make you make you a wise person it 's to make you predictable as a citizen for your masters to control basically. Well, that's a fact. That's just a plain fact, folks. Anyway, see, the idea is to take terrorists who have been indoctrinated by propaganda. That means everyone has been, you see. Then the Pentagon can respond with some messages of its own. So it's, so it's, so it's really counter-propaganda uh, or, or intelligence and counter-intelligence. The program is called Narrative Networks. There's no, no end of money to all of this stuff. And, of course, neuroscience is a big one that was trying to make itself a science. Like, you know, it's a kind of re- a latecomer to the, to the fold of other latecomers, like, like psychiatry and psychology that went through uh, contortions trying to prove they were actually sciences, and they're still having trouble. But along comes neuroscience. Uh, They started off slicing brains apart and and staring at them forever, uh, and and now they're going into other areas trying to to validate their existence, in other words. That's what all science has tried to do. By understanding how stories have shaped your mind, the Pentagon hopes to sniff out who has fallen prey to dangerous ideas. A neuroscience researcher involved in the project tells Danger Room, with this knowledge, the military can also target groups vulnerable to terrorist recruiting tactics, with its own counter-messaging. So, that in other words, all sides are involved in the same darn thing, isn't it? It's all propaganda. Counter-messaging. They don't want counter-propaganda. Right? Stories are important in security context, DARPA said in October 7th, solicitation for research proposals. Stories change the course of insurgencies, frame negotiations, play a role in political radical- radicalization, influence the methods and goals of violent social movements. The desire to study narratives has been simmering for a while in the Defense Department. A DARPA workshop in April to discuss the neuro, neurobiology, here you go, you see neuroscientists of narratives added momentum to the project. In the first 18-month phase of the program, the Pentagon wants researchers to study how stories infiltrate social networks that like they don't know, they insert most of them themselves, and alert our, our brain circuits. Or, or alter our brain circuits. One of the stipulated research goals is to explore the function of narratives and how they serve in the process of political radicalization and how they can influence a person or, or group's choice of means, such as indiscriminate violence, to achieve political ends. In other words, the, the, the same techniques they use on soldiers and recruits to, to doctor them into violence. Uh, uh, you want to see who else is doing it on the net, basically. One scientist, one scientist have perfected the science of how stories affect her neurochemistry. And remember, these are the guys too, the Pentagon that fund all these um, video games that were made for the military to make you just kill in it by instinct and uh, in Pavlovian style a triggered response. Uh, Because people don't like generally killing real people, you have to train them to kill real people by blunting their affects or their natural emotion. Anyway, they will develop tools to detect narrative influence. These tools will enable prevention of negative behavioural outcomes. Do you understand? If the government's going to use that in everyone's speech and chatter on Twitter, uh, you'll get knock. You'll probably get knocks on the door. We notice you use this, this, this certain language and the way you describe certain things, and we're concerned about it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right? Anyway, and generation of positive behavioral outcomes such as building trust. In other words, the tools will be used to detect who's been controlled by subversive ideologies, which means any enemy uh, outside control factor other one than your governmental control. Better allowing the military to drown out that message and win people onto their side. It's a battle for your brain, isn't it? Uh, and it's a battle for the mind. Everything's a battle for the mind. And most folk don't know it. It's even better when you pay for your indoctrination and you go to university because when you get the real indoctrinations and because it's something you're paying for, your parents or somebody's paying it or the taxpayers paying for it, somebody's paying, uh, you, you think it's actually, you, it's, it's a real one. It's nothing to do with propaganda and you really do same with your computer you buy your computers so that you can put all your data up on the net so that the governments can det- watch you and, 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 and add to the virtual you they have at the pentagon so buying things changes our perception of what's actually happening never mind the propaganda you get from the internet anyway the government is already trying to control the message so why not have the science to do it in a sy- systematic way said the researcher familiar with the project When the project enters a second 18-month phase, it'll use the research gathered to build optimized prototype technologies in the form of document software, hardware, and devices. What will these be? Existing technology can carry out microfacial feature analysis and measure the the dilation of blood vessels and eye pupils. MRI machines can determine which parts of your brain are lightened up when it responds to stories, and DARPA wants to do even better. In fact, it's calling for devices that detect the influence of stories in unseen ways. Efforts that rely solely on stand-off, uh, non-invasive, non-detectable sensors are highly encouraged. The solicitation reads, uh, forget lie detectors, invisible propaganda detectors are the future. Well, actually, it's interesting because I think about a year or maybe two years ago, I remember looking at the, the Microsoft um, site, and they were working on the helmet at that time. Remember, they could literally pulse your brain. They could, it would first learn what parts of your brain were activated when certain scenes were shown to you. And then it would pulse those parts to make the game more real, more exciting. And, uh, and at the same time they were doing it, they were also saying that they could, rather than the helmet, they could actually put it in the frame where the wireless wire runs around, and I'd say a laptop computer on the screen. And um, they could actually pulse it from, the, from, the, from there to, into your brain and back again. well, this, this ties right in with that, because actually they 've been doing it for quite some time without telling you <laughs> anyway that 's where your thoughts come from. everybody 's battling to make sure that you get the proper indoctrination uh, so that the masters can sleep easier at night. Whoever the masters happen to be at the time doesn 't matter to me because to be other they 're always the same ones behind all movements. I mean behind all movements too. Now, coming up, as we all know, is the, the big uh, time for the next uh, international meetings on, on climate change and, and man's interference with the planet's ecosystem, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I'll, put, I'll put that climate uh, map up again, the scary map, to show you all the organizations who are in it, how to get their funding, et cetera. But one of them is called I hope. There's so many, there's thousands of them. And they'll get you know funding through universities that we all pay for. What is IHOPE? An ad- objective for IHOPE is to identify the multiple slow and rapidly changing variables of complex social economic systems on local to continental spatial scales and up to millennial temporal scales, which induce resilience or vulnerability. In other words, they're telling you, here's, here's our language here. You see, any, any science or, or has to uh, give itself its own vocabulary, and, and buzz terms and slogans and so on, and this is them getting you all kicked off right at the, at the, off the bat with right stuff. I hope asserts that humans are part of the Earth system and are now a, are agents in planetary change. So everyone's a change agent, in other words. I hope offers frameworks that can use, uh, be used to integrate perspectives, theories, tools, and knowledge from a variety of disciplines spanning the full spectrum of social and biophysical sciences and the humanities. It says, while an overarching goal is to produce a rich understanding of the dialectical relationships between environmental and human processes over the past millennia, I hope recognizes that a major challenge for reaching the goal is forging a workable terminology that can be accepted by scholars of all disciplines. So, in other words, that puts me right in mind of what what, what, um, Mark Twain was talking about, how they put so much pablum into something, but they're trying to, to to show you that they're highbrow, you understand. They're highbrow, and it's not an ad hoc thing. No, it's highbrow, it's university level and, and even above. So they've got a three-fold approach. Historical ecology integrates the history of study of the Earth's biophysical system with the history of human life in all its aspects. Humans experience their environment as a mutually dependent physical and cognitive reality, they say. This holistic perspective thus requires the integration of research from the biophysical sciences, social sciences and the humanities. This necessitates the use of diverse data such as documents, archaeology and environmental information about past climate and other earth processes. So they're telling you that science you see, you see science is behind it. We're all trained now experts in science. they're, they're gods, you know. And um, so it must be true. so it all be all true. And of course, that's how you—that's the best way to con people. Uh, really, we've been con for an awful long time uh, through the use of sciences, and, and which really are fads. They give us fads, and fads run through sciences all the time. And don't ever think that politics is, is disassociated from science. It's actually, the opposite is true. Anything that's trying to influence your behaviour, your mind, is a political agenda. And people at the very, very top. Who planned this whole system a long time ago uh, Talked about this How they basically brainwash you Using your your DARPA techniques From the last little thing I gave you And and how they train you For the next system that's coming up The changing of the system Back with more after this break Folks. I'm back and we're cutting through the matrix. We we'll never give you these links too. Look up and see who all their sponsors are and who's financially backing them. It's the same people over and over and over again because you see everything is controlled in the world and we're going through the changes into where all this stuff to do with the environment and and the cl- oh, climate change. You know, and rains it rains one day and it's sunny the next. That kind of stuff is something to be terrified of, and we, we need experts to guide us through all, all, all of the things to come, more rain, more sun, stuff like that. You know. So it's a, a big excuse system, as far as I'm concerned, a real excuse system to uh, rule the world in a new sustainable way, which means that you only be living like paupers across the planet, uh, and that's called the planned society. Uh, China is a model state for it, really one child per family, if you have a family at all. And many other things too. They actually admire the United Nations keeps talking about China so wonderful, and the people obey their government and system. And there's no option to do it, or they end up hanging plasticized on a wire as a corpse, and sold to some restaurant. But anyway, that's what they want the world to copy. And believe you me, it's a world system devised, at beginning in, with its roots in London, England. Uh, that talked about it, a socialist type system to run the world. Socialism is better, it's more authoritarian, you see. And, uh, and the, the, and the Club of Rome, uh, which is a top think tank for the United Nations, said that this system would have to be authoritarian because we're post-democratic. Democracy doesn't work. There are too many, uh, too many groups all competing for what they're, the, the action, basically which is true because, you see, the same people behind it made sure those groups existed for a time, too. Uh, All these special minority groups and subcategories within the categories, etc., of minority groups, all all demanding to be heard and have special rights. So they're all used for a time, for a purpose, to destroy the existing culture and society, and then they, they, they take them down as well. They don't need them anymore. They're cast aside. So anyway, uh, this is the time, as I say, uh, where, where when uh, we're getting all geared up for the big scary time. they will put lots of scary stuff out now to do with the, all the different Earth summits coming up and climate change summits all coming together at the same time. And they actually admit that on their own websites. This, this is the time we must get them scary scenarios or they won't take notice of us. So they tell us awful things like, you know, uh, that the, 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 the Arctic's melting, there's nothing left, and then you see a photograph from NASA, and it's still there, and it doesn't matter how many times they're disproven, they keep trying the same tricks over and over again to grab attention. But they're attention grabbers, you see, and we've got to, we've got to change our ways and become austere and allow ourselves to be ruled with a new worldwide soviet type system on behalf mind you of the international money lenders as opposed to just the bankers themselves i mean the money lending families are very few and they hold hold real power and remember too the milner group that, that morphed into the Royal Institute of international affairs and the council on foreign relations the milner group was comprised of international money lenders that's who started it up and uh, this article here is another one too. I put Earth Systems Governance Project. Now you heard last night too on, on one of my talks about the, all the Wall Street protests, etc. That eventually uh, it was, hij- if it was hijacked. They always use all the other groups and then they come in at the top at the, eventually at the end and and they put forward their manifesto for world government, not just governance, but world government under the United Nations. Well, this is all coming together for, at the same time uh, because we're post-national now, supposedly. But there's no more nations uh, except for, like, if you go into war, they suddenly wave the flag again and, and bring back the slogans, and then they, you're back to being global once the war is finished. If you haven't noticed over the few years, so I'll put those links up too to some of these organisations for, for that are really putting out the hype right now and trying to even show you their new terminology. As I say, they always create a terminology for what they pretend to be a science. Uh, and, of course, it's just like the king has no clothes. The ones who belong to the intelligentsia or think that they do want to adopt it very quickly so they don't get shown up at the wine meetings where they stand and chat and talk about the latest books I've read. Now, the economy is plummeting, as you know, in the States and elsewhere, because that's the, the agenda. They knew this when uh, your leaders across the Western world signed the World Trade Organization's agreements to, with the GATT Treaty, where uh, supposedly they'd end up doing away with the tariff for trade barriers, taxes for imports, etc., And how they got over this in the Western countries was to, because they weren't going to lose out on that cash coming in with imports. They simply gave you value-added taxes and and GST in Canada, which is a value-added tax. So uh, the countries, of course, that were up-and-coming countries, and they're still calling China an up-and-coming country uh they, they get 20 years uh of grace periods before they have to uh start whopping taxes on to anything at all amongst their own residents they can also pollute as much as they want as well and same with india brazil and all the rest of them that we finance actually because we pay them to come up It's our money this being tax money has been given to them to help this all along wonderful system socialism isn't it eh? Anyway, in the U.S., Lowe's, big big chain, is Lowe's. Lowe's to close stores, and the gaps to close U.S. stores as well, and expand. In China, where the cash, you know, they've got money to spend in China, you know, spare change, so they're moving over there to not just to make stuff, which sure they're already do, but to actually sell it to the Chinese because Americans don't have the cash to buy. It says Best Buy's to reduce square footage by 10%, and the mall shopping mall vacancies are at record high and the grim jobs picture. Financial job carnage has already been announced. Layoffs in the financial sector may affect 80,000 or more. Cash-strapped cities and states are shredding workers. Housing is abysmal. To top it off, retail jobs carnage is just around the corner. Gap will close 189 stores in the U.S. and extend expand in China. And Walmart plans smaller stores as well. Back with more after these messages. Listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. We're back, cutting through the matrix, and just reading an article here about the layoffs in the U.S., which has been the most generous country in the world. They're, they're, they're just And paying stuff, you know, for every country across the planet, they're helping them get off their, off their knees and get started up and uh, producing. Uh, And of course, they talk about balance of trade. And I think the scale uh, of uh, exports from the US has been stuck on the ground for a long time. Everything's imported now. Everything pretty well. Anyway. It says here uh, the gap will close one hundred and eighty nine stores in the u s instead expand in China. Walmart plans smaller stores. laws announced to date will close twenty stores affecting one thousand nine hundred and fifty employees. Best Buy plans reduce square footage by 10%, and regional strip mall vacancies are record highs already. How many trucking jobs will that cost? How many manufacturing jobs? Note the implications in commercial real estate rents and prices. Today's Citigroup set aside lower reserves for losses. What a farce. Let's take a look at some of the retail stories, and it's got a whole bunch of retail stories there. So Lowe's is closing 20 stores, and they're going to reduce planned openings as well. And uh, Wall Street Journal reports Lowe's to close 20 stores and reduce planned openings. Lowe's is uh, shutting down 20 of its stores, and grad- greatly slowing future openings in an effort to improve its profitability. The closings affect about 1,950 employees, and the retailer will book a related second quarter charge of $345 million to $450 million. Uh, or 7, uh, $0.17 cents to $0.20 cents a share. That's what they're down to. So the shares are dropping as well. Canada now expects to open 10 to 15 stores a year in North America from 2012 forward, down from its prior assumption of about 30 stores a year. Those will open about 25 stores this year, as planned, having already committed to the to the sites, it says. So uh, things are going down and down, as, as of course they're supposed to, because it's planned that way, you see. And this is what they're doing. They really will bring America down to pretty well third world status as the third world is being financed by America. And they're actually some of them are actually surpassing the U.S. Uh, standards of living right now, in fact. But they've still got some places to go. The U.S. must keep supplying the military for the foreign wars. Uh, so that uh, they can bring in this global society of a standardised world, uh, the eradication of, of almost all religions, perhaps is one, and um, and make sure that everything's standardised, central banking everywhere uh, in regional blocks, of course, that's the big agenda. Now, it's interesting, too, uh, how they're going after the children's minds uh, or really reducing the children's minds because if you have any ability, you know, young men especially, they don't want young men to become leaders. All down through history, those who, who stood up and fought against this uh, banking system, which they call progress, by the way. Uh, oh, the banks finance all progress and industry and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it's, that was, it's always the males who, who tend to stand up and say, we don't want our way of life changed and destroyed. Just doesn't matter if it's Africa or, or, or even old Scotland or at one time or anywhere else. It's the males who stand up. So they've always been a problem. And what you find with males who have leadership abilities is even in school, they tend to do enough, uh, a lot of uh, uh, asking of questions and awkward questions too because they'll ask outside the box. Uh, teachers like children who are inside the box and who ask the expected questions but leaders have uh, the ability to think outside the box. That's why they're called leaders. So what you do is make sure you don't have leaders, and then you've got a nice docile society if you can take care of the, the, those ones who have leadership qualities. Now, uh, this is this site here is about... Um, ADHD and it's a clinical practice guidelines for pediatrics and it's, uh, uh, it's from the CBC News Canada So it's four year olds now four year olds showing debilitating signs of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder should be evaluated by doctors revised guidelines say four year olds are after now previously recommendations in diagnosing and management of ADHD which all started with inoculations by the way because I went through I can remember it all and um uh, and now it's a, it's a science, you know, and et cetera. It's better, it's more now because it was better, it's better to detect them. We didn't have this at school when I was a wee. Didn't happen. ADHD started with children aged 6 to 12 since 2001. Emerging evidence uh, point to expanding the age range to include preschool aged children and adolescents, the American Academy of Pediatrics said. The revised guidelines suggest doctors first prescribe behavior therapy for preschoolers and that methylphenidate or Ritalin may be prescribed if that does not significantly improve. And there is moderate to severe continuing disturbance in the child's function, the group's 14-member committee said That's a lot of power, isn't it? 14-member committee, and you end up drugging an awful lot of children across you know the, the country. Behaviour therapy includes training parents and teachers on techniques to help children manage their anger, such as using positive reinforcement and punishing when a child fails to meet goals. Well, Maybe the child isn't interested in in, a social political agenda, and that's what the goals happen to be, training everyone to be standardised and the same, giving them boring nonsense and a lot of pablum, like Mark Twain talked about, and uh, to be good good model citizens and and be well-behaved. In a a situation where you shouldn't be well behaved Think about it A student at the Centre for Attention and Related Disorders Camp in New Fairfield, Connecticut That provides structure for children Who suffer from attention deficit hyperactivity Uh, New guidelines say the diagnosis Should be considered in children as young as four So anyway it goes on and on and on. It says, it says, it's the most common neurobehavioral disorder in children, occurring in about 8% of children and youth, according to the report. That's pretty high. To be diagnosed with ADHD, a child must show key symptoms in multiple environments, such as home, at school, and in relationships with their peers that are tracked over time and persist. Uh, for elementary school, children, and adolescents, the group recommends both approved medications and behavior therapy. Remember, too, you know, H.E. Wells talked about this back in the 1920s when he worked at the Fabian Society. And he said they would use all these sciences on the the youth, of course, to make sure that they wouldn't have problems down the road with people who would be against their particular system. Uh, Many others spoke about the same thing, too. Bertrand Russell said it as well. He said those children who, have, who show leadership qualities, actually, and intelligence who could understand and think beyond their schoolmates um, would be brought in through scholarships. He says if they, if they wouldn't join the system and leave their family and class system behind them, he says they would have to be he's talking about physically eliminated because they would be opposing uh, leaders, you know, opposing leaders who, who, with a good functioning brain. Well, they're making sure that won't happen in the future. What they want is those who will join the crowd mentality and, and go and protest when they're told to protest, even if they're being usurped by another organization at the top, run by the same people who run both sides. Now, uh, another article, too, is Obama administration. Well, already nobody's big bailouts off the... I think we have Solyndra, the big uh, the big company that made the solar projects, and it's also built out the GM salmon from G- modified salmon. It's a big companies trying to get modified salmon into America, and it says um, it says the Babbitt administration are worried a coveted research grant to a financially strapped company working to put genetically modified salmon on American dinner tables, overlooking disclosures that the firm could run out of cash in early 2012 is submerged. The campaigners say the five hundred thousand dollar grant to Aqua Bounty amounts to a bailout for the firm's main investor. The business tycoon and former economics minister of Georgia uh, is called Kaka Bendukitsi. They are also comparing it to the Cylindra controversy, which saw a solar company go bankrupt after receiving government loan guarantees. It's not bad having connections at the top, eh? I mean, you get these gifts to start your, your big multi-million dollar corporations. It's, it's, it's pretty good, eh? It's not bad. <laughs> uh, it's good to have friends. Now, paedophiles want the same right now as homosexuals. I knew that would happen because, I mean, that's obviously what they were going to do. Well, you gave it to them, you know, I and mean, it was wrong with us. That's discrimination, and, and, and we, 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 we really jump back at certain words now, because we're trained to recoil at certain words, and, and, uh, and discrimination is one of them. So it says that using the same tactics used by gay rights activists, paedophiles have begun to seek similar status, arguing the desire for children as, as a sexual orientation is no different than heterosexual or homosexuals. Critics of the homosexual lifestyle have long claimed that once it became acceptable to identify homosexuality as simply an alternative lifestyle or sexual orientation, logically nothing would be off-limits. And gay advocates have taken offense at such a position, insisting this would never happen. However, psychiatrists are now beginning to advocate redefining paedophilia in the same way as homosexuality was redefined several years ago. Now, I went through uh, the meetings that I've had uh, with the various groups from, uh, fr- from the, the psychiatric association, associations and so on before. They have them every other year to try to legalize uh, paedophilia. So I'll put this, this other uh, article up t- uh, tonight and you can have a read through it and you can actually see the progress i have made throughout the years. And eventually, as I've said, paedophilia will be gone from the dictionary because uh, society is kaput now anyway, it's finished. I've, I've watched it my whole life, the whole agenda going down the tubes. It's, um, I mean, it's pretty bad uh, when you have to go into the ex-Soviet Union to see what's been happening. I mean, they followed the whole Marxist concepts that we're now following and been taught in universities by the special, you know, Egypt, specially planted and placed uh, professors. As it says here, Europe's to destroy the traditional family and sexual identity. This is from Russia. Traditional words, father and mother, will be replaced with official terms parent one, parent two in Britain. They've also done away with BC, by the way, for dating things because a particular group was thought it was discriminatory, they didn't like it, they were offended by it, and they, so they changed that as well, same in Australia. It says, the terms will be used in official documents. The authorities decide to make such a politically correct move to accommodate same-sex couples. Experts are sure, though, that the matter is not about the requirements of certain, certain social groups. The decision is another step towards the destruction of traditional families. And that's true. You have to go through the planks of the Communist Manifesto for those who can, who are still care about why things are happening today uh, and how they're related to the past. And you have to find, go into that to find out that pretty well the They've finished all, they've completed all the planks. of the Communist Manifesto. In fact, Besmanov, who came over from the KGB and defected, said that in in the 80s. He says uh, they were delighted and and shocked to find out that their destabilization and destruction through liberalism, they called it, techniques through universities, had taken off so well and and had been accomplished in such a short time. The words father and mother will be removed from British passport applications before December 2011. This became an achievement of Stonewall Group, which defends the rights of sex minorities. The U.S. State Department tried to do the same before, but was eventually decided not to remove the two words from U.S. passport applications. The subject about novelties in the field of gender relations has been getting more and more popular recently. Not so long ago, Pravda Roo wrote about the kindergarten in Sweden. Sweden, which became world-famous after its administration, decided to simply abolish the use of he and she pronouns. Last year, the European Parliament published a brochure, which recommended not to use the words Mrs. and Miss. Mademoiselle, Senora, and Senorita. From the point of view of the European Parliament, the use of such words was discriminating against women because it directly indicated their sexual identity. There's an awful lot of women actually like uh, the words because they, likes, they like their sexual identity. Believe it or not, there are women who actually like their sexual identity. One does not have to be an expert to realise that such novelties in various countries are not just in coincidence. It's a trend, the goal of which is to change the public perception of the role of the sexes in the society. This is Pavel Peventiev, the chairman of the Inter-Regional Public Organization for Family Rights, also shares this point of view. Indeed, this is a serious international trend. It started back in the 70s and the 80s as a powerful movement to defend the rights of sexual minorities. Uh, There were organizations that tried to defend even the rights of pedophiles who, as they believed, also had the rights of their own sexual preferences. The organizations publicly said that their goal was to destroy the family. Afterwards, under the pressure of public opinion, many activists decide to refuse from the openly sexual bias in their activities. They proceed towards the protection of human rights. This is how they approach children's rights today. They think that children must be protected from the despotism of their parents, from any form of traditional upbringing. That's to say, in order to accomplish that, one has to destroy the traditional family first, and to make the family become a form that enslaves and binds children, the expert said. That's a fact that's been taught now in uh, classes in sociology for, for uh, those going into uh, child care and child welfare and so on. That parents are bad. Uh, they contaminate the children with old fashioned uh, ideas. And of course, the, Russell talked about that back in the 1930s because he'd experimented in ways to destroy all that. Strange that a British lord would do that to, and it was given permission by the Queen of England, eh? And you think it's the far, far left that's just behind this? One group owns them both, actually. One group. In order to be more efficient, representatives of such movements began to cooperate with large international organizations such as the United Nations and the Council of Europe. This led to the creation of a small, albeit a very strong lobby for the protection of the rights of sexual minorities on the international level. Pavel Perventiev said the lobby intends to distort the perception of traditional family and modern society. As a result, European officials already to try to avoid the use of the word family in top-level international documents. Unless you're talking about the family of nations and stuff like that, that's okay. Instead, they use family in all of its forms expression, which implies all forms of cohabitation. As a matter of fact, they deliberately erode and expand the notion of family. The family, as we know it, has virtually disappeared from the new term. The lobby uh, prefers to move in small steps. At first, they say that one should not discriminate human beings on their gender rights and sexual orientation. It's hard to argue with this indeed. In Russia, there's no discrimination of real human rights on the base of sexual preference – at the same time, they create special, previously unseen rights and preferences for homosexuals on the international level. As a result, they attach special importance to sexual orientation, which distinguishes a person and makes them stand higher than others. In other words, they elevates minorities above all the rest, uh, Pavel Pervenci have said. So anyway, he The words indicating the sexual identity of people gradually disappear from official speech and documents. If they abolish he, she, father and mother, they will not be able to abolish the gender per se. However, it can be possible to undermine the traditional perception of gender. Another technique they're using though is the, they're actually going through the United Nations and through the rights of the child. And this is the latest attempt to get intergenerational or paedophilic sex going. And uh, you you find that uh, that the child, if a a parent uh, stops her child from having sex with that old geezer, you know, uh, then uh, the parent is actually interfering with the the, the child 's right to choose that 's attack a attack they 're using now you see you see anyway, the family is much more than a marital union of two people, a separate reproduction mechanism for the whole of society. You understand now the government wants to be in the charge of everything that you used to, that the family used to do itself that 's the whole idea of this world society this planned organized. Uh, expert-run society they're taking place off the family unit and what was a real community not, not the artificial things the soviet systems are putting up now but a real community because people didn't need social agencies to come in and help them out or, or the sick folk who were just let at hospital the local folk look after them themselves i remember that when i was small that's what we used to do so anyway and this is a big uh step towards it too, is doing away with uh maybe you don't really call anybody anymore. I guess we'll have titles. Uh and the new the new super Soviet we'll have titles, super titles and things like that. Awfully trendy, eh? Now here's the music coming in and I'll go on with more topics when we come back from this break. Cutting through the matrix. If you, if you have never read uh, Professor Carol Quigley's tragedy and hope, and the Anglo-American establishment to show you how the system works and who set it up, uh, the global agendas, uh, the wars that it started. Even it's in their own uh, histories that they started wars off and blamed other people, and manipulated whole countries and in fact continents into warfare to get to achieve a world system which they would dominate. Uh, you've got to read them because it's the Council on Foreign Relations I'm talking about, and the Royal Institute of International Affairs, who are the biggest uh, uh, players in the world today across the entire entire planet. They have their organisations and their round table societies all working, uh, working busily like little beavers, like the ones down the road building the dams across my road here. And um, they they plan to. They, they've got what they want, and they use all parties, all sides. And that's what Quigley uh, said himself. He was the official historian for the group and saw all the records and access to it, and he wasn't opposed to it. Uh, but he, he said, um, it's a planned society, it's a world society run by intelligentsia, used through academia, a world managerial system to run it all, and basically uh, using all of the sciences to run the general populations. And we're, we're right here, folks. It's happening right now. Uh, and uh, as I say, they've always, from the very beginning, used wars, started spark wars off, blamed somebody else, and got other people fighting each other as they sat back and waited for the results. Actually, they guide the results. So you got to read them. And people in America really don't think they're global yet. It's the only ones who haven't told them they're their own leaders or bosses. Uh, Even the the, the USDA system is uh, international in America. Do you know that the USDA Forest Service is working in 59 countries around the globe? Did you know that? In fact, the Forest Service partners internationally in a wide range of natural resource management policy and research issues. Many units of the Forest Service are engaged in this work which advances sustainable forest management both overseas and in the United States. All branches of the USDA Forest Service, which include National Forest Research Stations and the units that assist private landowners, uh, it says, have dynamic international exchanges, collaboration and projects around the globe, strong partnerships with land universities, with grad universities and environmental non-governmental organizations. That's, that's the new system, folks, NGOs and private organizations, universities uh, all work, and foundations working with government. And the private sector made this work integrated and comprehensive. And they show you all the countries that they're working in on, on courtesy of the taxpayer, of course, Who's not allowed to walk in the forest back home? <laughs> Isn't that just wonderful? Eh? And and they still think that they've got a country. Eh? They still think they've got a country. Now, they've gone so far ahead uh, that people haven't even caught up halfway yet to what's actually happened so far. And um, another article I want to put up too is to, to do with uh, uh, the... The Mayo Clinic and, and others too New Discovery Shakes the Foundation of Cancer Research They'll never give a treatment to the general public you understand that it actually works uh, which, And they do have them higher up but uh, in a scandal that was re- reverted around the world of cancer research, the Office of Research and Integrity in the U.S. Department of Health found that a Boston University cancer scientist fabricated his findings. His work was published in two journals in 2009, and he should be ordered to retract them. But important studies by other scientists, like those at the Mayo Clinic, who based their work on his findings, could now make 10 years of their studies worthless, according to commentary in the Gaia Health, it's called. So scientists are going to rule you. They're the most corrupt people out there, you know. I mean, there's a whack of cash to to come in from grants ruling your lives with all kinds of weird and wacky ideas. And neuroscientists are all in it too. Everybody's in it to dominate you. You know, little old you, the guy at the bottom, if you let him. From Hamish, myself, from Ontario, Canada. It's good night to me, your God or your gods go with you. Remember... Buy the books and donate as well uh, because I, I can't live on fresh air even if I could get it these days uh, under all the, the spraying we're getting.